Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Cantrell. I'm the pastor at Palmerdale UMC, and I am so grateful to have the opportunity to share a devotion with you today, to talk a little bit about a book in the Bible that really speaks to my heart. It's the book of Jonah in the Old Testament. It really has always resonated with me that I have some things in common with Jonah with my call story. And I believe that all pastors are called, but I also believe that we are all, as children of God, called to do things in our life. And I think it can speak to all of us. So uh, today, after a short word of prayer, we're going to dive in a little bit and we're going to talk about Jonah and what he was called to do and, and how it affected me and maybe how it can affect you as well. So let's say a word of prayer. Lord, we come to you today and we are so grateful for the opportunity to hear your word. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would speak to each of those who are listening to this today, that you would open their hearts and their minds and their ears to the things that you are saying and that you want to hear. Uh, Lord, we would pray, God, that you would remove all tension, stress, anxiety, distractions of whatever's going on in our life in this busy, hectic world we live in so that we could only focus on you during this time. I pray that for each and every person that is tuning in. In your holy name I pray, amen. Well, the book of Jonah starts out in chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, where the Lord, uh, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, and he was told to get up and to go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because their evil has come up before me. Jonah got up to flee from the Lord's presence. He went to Joppa and found a ship, and he paid the fare and went to it to go with them in order to flee from the Lord's presence. So we find this opening sequence where Jonah, the prophet, is being asked to go uh, to a place where he really didn't want to go. There was a lot of sin in Nineveh. It was not a place where I believe uh, many would want to go at this time, but he is called to go there. We would know now these people are all created in the image of God, and God, his desire was to reach these people. So he is sending Jonah to this place, and Jonah flees and runs from his call. For me personally, I knew that I was called to pastoral ministry in the ninth grade. I tried to answer that call immediately, and I made some steps toward it. But over time, I began to see sort of what a pastor's life was like and, and, and understand some deeper convictions about the sacrifices that you make. And to be honest, I, I ran from my call, and I, I tried to do other things with my life. And this went on for quite some time. And through that time, uh, I ended up, much as Jonah did, as he was fleeing in chapter 1, uh, he was on this boat and ended up in a terrible storm. And I think in that storm, many things were going on. The people who were in the boat with him, who were just innocent bystanders, were also in the storm. I found in my life that when I ran from my call, that it didn't affect just me. It affected those around me because I was trying to make decisions for my future. I was trying to enter into uh, careers and uh, take educational classes that I was not going to end up needing uh, eventually. And it affected my wife and my mother and many of my friends who knew that I was on the wrong path, that I wasn't going where I was called to be. And I continued to do that. And I, I feel like some of them were in the storm with me because, you know, our sin, our inaction or apathy, whatever you want to call it sometimes when we're running or 
or, or making excuses to not step into the will of God, what it leads to sometimes is affecting those around us. I did that. I made those choices that led to the not only me being in a bad place, but many of the closest people I love felt the effects of it. As time went on, I found myself in complete unhappiness. I was not fulfilled in my life. In my heart of hearts, I knew why. I'll never forget my mentor, Alex Bobie. He's the pastor at Decatur UMC. He really is someone who cornered me and challenged me and knew that I had a call on my life. And it had been cultivated by other pastors as well, but Alex was one who told me, you're either called or you're not. And I remember at that time, I stepped into ministry and started to do the things that God had called me to do. And I really resonate with Jonah in realizing that I was in the belly of the beast for some time. I was uh, going through things that I didn't have to go through, and I was in misery. And I can relate to what it's like to, to be spit up out of that and onto the shore of something better. And that is what happened to me. I went through all of these things. I had all of these things happening around me and wasted a portion of my life, much as I feel Jonah probably felt he did as well. And I finally submitted to God's call. And since that time, I have, I've been a pastor and a youth pastor, and I've led children's church. I've been a college minister and director at a Wesley Foundation. I've worked with every age that God has put in front of me, and I've been blessed so immensely. And things are still hard, and times are still hard, and there's times where I may still find myself in the belly of the beast. But what I have really discovered is when I step into God's light, and when I get on the path that he has called me to, that he was already there, and I am so much more fulfilled in everything that I'm doing because of that. And I tell you all that, that's my personal story, and getting out of those times where I was stuck and I was living in in a mundane place. But the prayer in chapter two that Jonah cried out uh, to God really speaks to me as well, because I I realized before uh, my mentor Alex, and even after he talked to me, that I had to fully submit to that and reach back out to God. and, And I can feel his heartfelt plea in this. And I know that I too was much in the same state when I called back out to God. But it is not just pastors who are called to things. Each of us are in the name of Jesus. God calls all of us to do things. There is something that only you were created to do. There is things that we uh, were purposefully created for that we can make a positive impact on this world and leave a lasting imprint in the name of our Holy Father, that will leave an impact that will be there long after we're all gone, that will have a kingdom effect. And we're all called to these things, and I think we can all run from those calls, much like I did, much like Jonah did. We, too, can fall into this trap. And I wish for no one to be trapped in the belly of the beast. We have enough hurt and pain and anxiety and depression and strife all around us that we need to step into what God is calling us to each and every opportunity we have. But I am thankful that I serve a God that even when I miss that opportunity and end up in the belly of the beast, that he still gives me the opportunity and uh, the blessing of being able to have a second attempt at it. 
I don't wish that for you in this broken world to fall uh, into any of those places. But if you're there, if you've not answered that call, whatever God's calling you to do, he's prepared you for, and he will put others around you. And I pray in this broken world that you step into what he created you for so we can help heal it just a little bit together. But the story does not end with Jonah accepting his call. As in chapter 3, he goes and he preaches to these people in Nineveh, and he is very effective, uh, which is something as a pastor you always want to know. As a, someone who's a preacher or a teacher, uh, we all want to be effective at the things that we do, but he is so effective that they want to repent. They want to walk in a new light. And it's surprising to me initially that he is actually in chapter three, uh, in chapter three and chapter four, he becomes angry about this. Jonah seems to have wanted to see punishment on these people and not repentance. And while I look at that initially and say, hey, that would never be me. That would never be someone who's truly called of God. I have to remind myself that we live in a world currently that really loves to see people get what we believe that they deserve. That is something I see all around me all the time. People uh, who see these things and have these things happen around them, we react instead of respond. And our reactions want to see people hurt. We want to see pain inflicted where uh, pain has come from. We want to see all of those things. And we don't want to put ourselves in any kind of uncomfortable situation. And in times, that doesn't reflect God's will at all. And Jonah, I believe, wanted to see in his humanity, wanted to see these people from Nineveh get what they deserve, where God is already shown Jonah that he didn't get what he deserved when he ran. He was given another opportunity. So, of course, these people should get another opportunity. And he should have been very pleased and excited that the people had responded to his preaching and teaching. And my prayer for myself and for many of you is that when we do things and are effective and people change, that we give the opportunity for that change, that we rejoice in it, and we step away from the worldly view of uh, people getting what they deserve. Because if that was true for all of us, none of us would live in the blessings of God because we've all fallen short. But we serve a God who simply wants to redeem us and piece us back together so we can be whole with him. That's his desire to be with us. That is the desire of his son Jesus, and I am so grateful for that. Yet, as he was angry and forgetting he was spared, just as we contend to do, I pray that this isn't you or I. I pray that we step beyond that. And even if we fall in that place as Jonah did, that we realize where we are and we formulate a response to move forward and to help others around us heal. But finally, in the end, it closes with Jonah being more concerned not of the people who are changing their ways, not of the opportunities and blessings that God has given him, but he's simply upset at the loss of a shade plant. This can seem laughable to us, but we live, uh, most of us uh, here in America, we live in a place where first world issues sometimes affect us. We, we worry about some things uh, that many in the world do not have those such 
blessings. We worry about things that really have no eternal value. So something as simple as a shade tree or an air conditioner would be a, a parallel in a modern illustration. We could be upset about this, but it's really lost focus on what is the true point of God. That is to reconcile all of his people to him. We can get lost in things, arguments, or even distracted on issues that don't matter and take our focus away from the things that truly do matter. We often, in our comfort and first world issues, lose sight of what's really important. My prayer is that I do not lose sight of what's important, that I take advantage of each and every opportunity in front of me, that I can give thanks for those first world things that I have, but I should most importantly remember that none of that will go with me, but the things that I do in the name of Jesus always will. I find a lot of myself in this book. I have been distracted and focused on the wrong things. I have at times wanted to see people get what they deserve and forgot what I was spared of. I have run from my call that was given to me by God, and I have found myself trapped in deep, dark places. But I have always served a God who is a redeemer and a healer, who has spoken life back into me. And every time I walk back into his light, I have been welcomed home. And I pray you too, are stepping into your calls, no matter what they are, it's important. You were created to do something that no one else can do, and I pray you do that to the best of your ability and that you have fulfillment in it in the name of Jesus. And I pray that we continue to focus on what matters, that we continue to be healers in this broken world that we live in, in all ways that we can. I thank you again for this opportunity. I'm humbled to speak to anyone and spread the light of our Savior. I pray you have a blessed day and that you are fulfilled in the work of God and the call that he's given you in your life.